You're listening to Ember Weekend, your working recap of all things Ember. This is episode 40. I'm Chase McCarthy. And I'm Jonathan Jackson, and we're here to keep you in the Ember Unloop. We're broadcasting from Hashrocket HQ. It's December 28th, and today's episode is called Happy New Year's. So the first thing we want to mention uh, is that uh, a, a friend of ours uh, of the show, uh, Ember Screencast with uh, Jeffrey Biles, is um, turning 100, or just turned 100, uh, episodes long, that is. And he looks, uh, prob- he looks great for his age. Yeah, yeah. Uh, prob- <laughs> probably, um, probably a little bit um, more than a hundred episodes, given that we are recording a little early. But uh, this is this is kind of newish for us because uh, we're recording a little bit in advance because we're going to be traveling over the holidays. Um, and uh, it's really exciting to see. I'm going to link to uh, a tweet that he uh, he sent to us, uh, um, just celebrating his 100th episode. It's really great. It's a great resource. Really great to have him in the community. Uh, have Ember Screencast there as uh, as a as a as a starting point for a lot of beginners, and maybe even learning some new, more advanced techniques uh, for for some of the veterans of the uh, the Ember space. So very cool. Also, we still have to we still have to play him in volleyball again, right, Chase? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I guess that'd be next wicked good. We're definitely yeah. gonna do some more volleyball. Oh yeah, sure. Well, I th- actually, you know what? You know what? He was on my team. Yeah, he was on my team, and and you were. On I played the both. Team. I played both teams. I switched at the end when they when they started winning. Um, and then, and then I was on the winning team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, that's one way to win for sure. Yeah, definitely. Choose, choose a side, <laughs> the winning, the winning side, the winning one. Yeah, of course. Eric Elliott has an article on medium.com. That's, uh, basically about, uh, knowing what's going on in the JavaScript job market in 2016, uh, what's going to be going on, I guess. Um, and it's, it's really about, uh, the, the title is "Forget the Click the Clickbait." Here's what the JavaScript job market really looks like in 2016. That's a really long, really <laughs> long title, but it uh, it's exactly what it's talking about. It he, he mentions a bunch of articles that are um, that recently came out that are about um, JavaScript and things you should do if you want to be a JavaScript developer, or like move to Utah, I guess. Um, and he basically kind of refutes some of these points and says, "Here's some evidence that says." JavaScript's growing everywhere. You don't have to, you know, move somewhere to go find a good job. You can even just work remote. So it's, it's a pretty good article. Yeah, I think uh, it really touches on a, a lot of uh, things that I think I've seen as well. Um, working, uh, working at a consultancy uh, who is, you know, always hiring. Uh, we see a lot of uh, the gap. I want to say between like the the JavaScript knowledge that that is required for you know consultants to do their job, and the you know app the, the amount of uh, applicants coming through that have that JavaScript experience is kind of like uh, it seem it does seem to be widening, and I think uh, he touches on uh, very briefly on a on a part that I think uh, kind of resonated with me, which was the junior developer position, uh, and uh, you like basically he outlines that if unless your company has a strong mentorship program, hiring a junior developer is actually uh, somewhat of a liability because it could take them up to a year. His his numbers were loose and there were no hard numbers here. So this is kind of just something that I've seen too, which I wanted to uh, point up. And um, it was basically, you know, it takes maybe a year if you don't have a strong mentorship program um, to get uh, a junior developer productive in a code base or on a project. And then, you know, typical junior developer uh, tenure might be almost a year's time. So um, it's a, there is a risk there to hiring junior developers, and many companies decide not to do that. So, um, so that's uh, that is actually contributing to um, this this gap of you know what we need in the JavaScript ecosystem, uh, companies, and you know the the demand and the actual supply of of developers that are capable of delivering. Um, I thought that was really insightful. I liked this article because you know we've been doing a lot of hiring recently. Um, I think everybody everybody's trying to get developers. Um, and one of the things we're realizing is that we need 
developers that have a much, you know, much more in-depth JavaScript knowledge. It used to be, you know, you just had to know enough JavaScript to like work with some jQuery plugins or, you know, use some little library that we have, like the custom thing we've written. And now it's like, you need to know how the entire, you know, pipeline of, you know, JavaScript deployment, front end, you know, uh, apps and things like that, how that works. And this has a lot of tips that I think are, are going to be really useful in our kind of like to revise some of our job listings. And there's a lot of other good articles on here. He links to most of them. Um, there's a couple on uh, you know, uh, interview questions you should ask JavaScript developers where, you know, goes goes really in depth and then goes into the questions. It's not just like one of those link baity like top 10 interview questions for JavaScript developers. It, it has a lot of meat to it. Um, and then there's another one that it was uh, how to build a high velocity team, which I've got to read into. But he uh, was basically talking. That's actually a, um, one of the points he makes is when you're leveling people up, when you hire a junior developer, they learn the best on a high velocity team, which I thought was interesting. You wouldn't think that just um, dropping most people into a team where you have to deliver constantly would, would make you learn a lot. You'd, you'd probably make a ton of mistakes, but um, I don't know. I got, I've got to read that one. That seemed really interesting. Yeah, I wonder if if maybe some of that's just because in a high velocity team you you are definitely going to have safeguards in in place so that you have you feel more confident pushing code out. Um, right. Yeah. Test um, test testing stories and CI and stuff like that. Yeah, but I, I think at the same time, uh, the he was saying you're you're looking for people who are you know self motivated, kind of learn things in their own time, and so if you drop somebody in a high velocity team and they don't do well, it means that they probably weren't the best. JavaScript developer in the first place, or just development in this point. He's not even talking about JavaScript. He's just saying high velocity. So it's kind of like a way to weed people out also. Um, but it was, it's an interesting interesting idea that just, you know, hire, hire somebody with like less than a year of experience, drop onto this really fast-paced team and say, good luck. <laughs> That's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> if I agree with that. I think, I think really it's, uh, the, the thing I took away from it was the idea that you'd you know, it, like it encourages you to have a strong mentorship program and try to like bring people on maybe one at a time and get them sitting with a senior developer to kind of level them up more quickly. So, you know, that one year turnaround that we're talking about where a junior dev can come on and become productive, like reduce that to like six months or three months and get them doing something useful. And then, you know, and then that'll give them the the, the encouragement to maybe stick around for a little bit longer. Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Pair programming is, is a part of this um, in this article when he's talking about the um, high velocity teams. Like you're definitely pairing most of the time. Yeah, um, especially especially junior devs. Um, maybe not the more senior ones, but um, that's how you're leveling people up is you know, constant pairing, constant challenges. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Yeah, so uh, so you know we want to take some time and do a little a little review. It's uh, it's close to the new year and uh, 2016. I'm really excited about this. This is going to be a great year. Um, and uh, we hit 40 episodes, uh, just uh, just a little shy of a of a year worth of episodes. Uh, and I am I am so thankful that uh, you know thankful for all of our listeners and thankful for all of our supporters. Uh, we have a lot of support here. Um, many people have reached out to us and tried to help us and given us guidance on how to um, how to actually pull this all together. Uh, so we have a lot of people to thank. And uh, I think we're going to start with um, you know Hashrocket has sponsored this uh, podcast. Um, at least uh, in part um, with design work and with some you know time for us to do this uh, um, occasionally. So uh, I'd like to thank uh, Hashrocket and uh, specifically Ryan Mason, who's done all the design work for our website, which I think looks just absolutely stellar. Um, yeah, phenomenal job. Yeah, and and it's and it not only does it look good, but uh, you know it's it's it it's responsive. It's, it just feels really good. It's really great. I, I'm very proud to, to, you know, work, work with this code base. Uh, 
So it, it, it's 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 fun. It's much easier to look at uh, something pretty than something that's ugly. No offense, Chase, but your design just wasn't cutting it. Yeah, that's why I turned my, my Skype feed off. <laughs> so I, I can't see you when we're talking. You know, we also have um, a number of people who came onto the show as guests, and we're going to we're gonna kind of go through those one by one just to kind of give them a shout out. Uh, people who, who have been guests on this podcast have been uh, very um, quick to respond with us and have been really gracious uh, with their time. So uh, definitely want to talk about uh, talk about them. So the first uh, first uh, interview on Ember Weekend, uh, this is the illustrious title, uh, goes to um, Paul Elliott. Uh, the episode was called Interview with the Embero Kai. Uh, and we talked kind of about Heroku's workflow and the Ember dashboard for Heroku, and uh, also um, some community management tips and hiring stuff. Uh, Paul Elliott has a lot of experience hiring uh, and building teams, so we talked a lot about that, and I thought that was a really great episode. Yeah, and the, the next episode we did was with a good friend of ours, Robert DeLuca, um, who who works at the front side now. Um, he's I guess now he's been there for almost a year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was he was he was just uh, moving out there when he uh, when he recorded with us, or maybe he had just moved out there. Um, yeah. But yeah, Robert DeLuca uh, is great. He's been a long time long term supporter of Ember Weekend. Uh, he used to run the uh, Ember Orlando uh, meetup, and uh, and he actually invited me out there to speak, um, like before Frontside, before Ember Weekend was a thing. And uh, he was he was involved in you know the actual inception of uh, some of the ideas around the podcast. Uh, we had originally talked about doing a podcast together. And then he ended up having to move, so didn't end up working out. But he ended up getting on the show, which is great. I'm um, good. And in this episode, we talked. It's uh, called uh, E3R Weekend with Robert DeLuca. I, I, I'm doing a terrible job of actually explaining it, but it's uh, it's about I18N or internet internationalization, and it's Ember Weekend with uh, Robert DeLuca, but all internationalized, which was pretty cool. Uh, and we talked about accessibility, and we talked about his experience at the last JS Conf. Um, it was really good. And then the next episode uh, that we're going to talk about is the recap of Wicked Good, which was a phenomenal conference. I can't wait to go back to that um, this this upcoming year. Yeah, it's been it's been way too long. I haven't seen haven't seen anybody. Um, but yeah, Dan McLean and Robert Jackson joined us uh, from Emberland and you know Core, and I think Dan McLean is a partner at Dockyard. Um, so it was really great to have them on on board. They uh, they definitely take podcasting pretty seriously, and uh, and it was really fun to record with them. They had like a uh, kind of a rhythm to their back and forth. I thought it was really cool. And uh, in this in this episode, uh, if you want to check it out, it's called Ember Island Two O Beta. We're gonna link to it. And um, in this episode, we kind of recapped the actual speakers at Wicked Good, and that was pretty great. The next interview we did was with uh, Sam Selikoff, who's provided a good chunk of the material we've talked about on the podcast. Uh, we always seem to talk about Mirage. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tool that, you know, I use with every project now. So, and actually drives uh, Ember Weekend mostly. I mean, our, our all of our data is delivered from fixtures, um, you know, that we just ship. So, and it's all due Mirage. So we're actually using Mirage yeah, in production. Mirage so. in production. <laughs> yeah, it's working out pretty good. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy with it. I couldn't agree more. And uh, in in his talk, this was a this was our first like hour long episode, I want to say, or or close to an hour long episode. And in it, we just talked a lot about testing and uh, contract driven design. Um, basically, the way to deal with the air gap between the front end and back end. And I thought this was incredibly insightful. So it was really fun to to, to work with Sam on this one. Uh, actually, we met Sam at uh, Wicked Good. That's when we scheduled all this. So that was pretty cool. 
Yeah, they have. Uh, yeah, and this episode is called Consumer Driven Weekend, and we're going to link to that as well. And then Mike North joined us uh, talking about uh, componentization and, uh, and, and a lot more. Uh, this this podcast uh, was really fun for for a number of reasons. It took a long time to to pin down some time for all of us to be able to get together, but it was really great to have him on there talking about Yahoo, talking about how you know how he builds teams, talking about um, how he does testing. It was uh, another really great episode. Yeah, and that one's called uh, "Componentize All the Things." And the uh, the next episode was uh, with Katie Gangler, and that was just uh, a few weeks ago now. And uh, we talked uh, with, with Katie about testing, uh, consulting experience, things like that. Um, the episode is called Update Your Package JSON. And uh, you, if, you, if you still haven't, you still have time. Yeah, you, you definitely should. You could do it before the new year. It could be your, your pre-New Year's resolution to upgrade your, your update your package JSON so that, so that it, uh, it can be accurately reflected in Ember Observer. Um, this, this was a great, this was a great um, conversation that we had um, for Update Your Package JSON kind of discussing kind of kind of like everything um i think we focus mostly on consulting and testing philosophy um both of which katie has uh, an abundance of knowledge in i really enjoyed um picking her brain some of the stuff we did offline actually like learning about some of her other testing techniques and stuff uh it was great so i i definitely encourage you to check this out um i think we have we have this is our second major testing um interview because sam also talked significantly about testing so uh, it was really great and the last two episodes were actually also interview episodes with with Chris Thoburn. Yeah, it uh, it, it, it it's two episodes, kind of by accident. Um, lu- luckily, uh, Chris was uh, was willing to kind of split this one up, but um, it was it was like so much content, we didn't want to lose anything, so we had to split it up into two episodes. And uh, during this during this thing, I my mind was blown several times about like the future web workers, the future of JavaScript web workers, and uh, mobile perf and and all this stuff, and it was really great. Um, we're actually recording this before we release uh, part two, but um, I think you guys are going to enjoy that one as well. Uh, we talk a lot about Backburner. Um, so yeah, this was a really great one. Uh, definitely one of those ones where I had to I had to like I, I was there during the conversation and I had to listen to it again and then one more time to kind of make sure I get all the all the pieces of things I need to go look up. You know the from crosswalk to Cordova to, you know, that, that, uh, Pokedex article, I had to reread that. Um, we talked about a lot of stuff here. Um, most of it kind of future tech, uh, that was a really exciting, um, interview. So, um, yeah, it was really great to have him on the show. And, uh, we'd also like to extend a, uh, thank you to, uh, the Ember Global Meetup. Um, and this is, uh, Taras and, or Ember Sherpa and, uh, Tracy Lee doing, uh, a lot of the work here. Uh, but it's been a really great resource. We've consistently, you know, I don't know, maybe once every month or so, gone and just sat down with the Global Ember Meetup and just watched all of it and then made an episode that just recapped it because it's such good content and they're doing a really good job of curating good speakers and making sure all of the content that happens during those uh, meetups are uh, are accessible. Um, I think they're using Vimeo, right, Chase? Is that true? Yeah, I think they put their episodes up on Vimeo afterward. Yeah. Um, and it, this has been like super great. And then of course, obviously everyone who, you know, we want to thank everyone who, um, who, who speaks at the Ember Global Meetup because, um, you know, we get a lot of, a lot of really great content, um, to kind of extend out and try to get uh, more, more eyes on. And then, uh, last but not least, we'd like to thank the Ember core team, uh, for providing, you know, such a great framework and a community to work in and everything. It's a, it's been a real pleasure to work in the Ember community. 
Yeah, and it you know the, the when when you start talk about the core team, it's not like some people in an ivory tower or something like that. Like I've had conversations with probably um, most every one of the core team members at some point or another, um, whether it be on GitHub or in in person at some of the conferences. Uh, the Ember core team is really approachable, and they run a really great um, like organizational frame, like kind of a it, it, even the even the even the Ember like core team is its itself kind of a framework. You know, they they have you know, outlined a way for Ember to, to structure and maybe even this is uh, something that Chris talked about in his interview. Uh, they they even kind of extended that kind of model to other uh, ecosystems. So I, I think that, I don't know, it's a really great open source project. Maybe maybe even one that you can point to and say, hey, like, this is the way we should be doing our organizational stuff. We should have alumni and we should allow people to, you know, work on the things that they're strong at. Yeah, and it's it's kind of interesting that, Calling it a core team to me implies that there is a clear separation between people who are on it and people who are not. Like it's almost implies that it's walled off. But um, like I think of it more like that. There's like a there's like a gradient to like how close you are to core and outward. Because I know a lot of people that are working on things that are super involved in Ember, um, and they are not necessarily core, but they it doesn't make them feel any less like they like they contribute. Because there's really, you know, anybody can submit a can submit a PR and have you know a good chance of it being accepted um it, you know introduce maybe like uh an rfp that just says i want this new feature and if it's liked it's going to get in there so uh maybe a new name is is, is, in, is in order for the core team <laughs> i i i really i really want like a level system yeah, yeah. like like level 40 tier one during, tier during two. Core. Oh, you, you haven't played too much destiny i've been playing way too much destiny <laughs> hey but hey you got glimmer in both Hey, you do have Glimmer in both. That's actually true. I'm, I'm still, I'm wondering, I'm wondering where they, where they got Glimmer from. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, true. I know, I know several core, core, uh, core members that play Destiny. So, <laughs> thanks for listening, Ember Weekend. If you'd like to follow along, visit us at EmberWeekend.com, or you can find us at Ember Weekend, all one word, on Twitter, or subscribe via RSS. I'm Chase McCarthy, and I'm Jonathan Jackson, and we'll see you next year.